Hey, it's Thursday. That means we're getting close to the weekend, or maybe you're listening to this on the weekend, and congratulations, you're already enjoying some time off. But uh, whenever you're listening to this, we're certainly glad that you have chosen uh, to join us through our journey through Scripture. Uh, Today, uh, my name is Philip Thomas. I'm pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas, and we're glad that you're taking this journey with us. Uh, Today, we've been going through Exodus uh, we're going to be through Exodus chapters 24 through 31 today. So there's quite a bit uh, to, to read, uh, but 24 through 31. So if you want to take, uh, you know, uh, about 30 minutes, uh, you could uh, read through that. Probably not quite that long, uh, but uh, read that and then come join us. All right, so if you remember, <laughs> we uh, went through chapters 21 through 23 uh, on Tuesday kind of the continuation of God's law, of how he went from the Ten Commandments, which provide the basic framework, right, and then got a little bit more specific on how this group of people is going to interact uh, as they are going to be the messengers to the rest of the world for God. Very important uh, things that we don't fully understand because there's some cultural things there. Most of us don't spend a whole lot of time with our donkeys or cattle but, but uh, nevertheless, the basics of it form uh, wonderful kind of morality issues, ethical issues uh, that help us as we engage in life today. So as we get to chapter 24, the uh, talk kind of comes to an end, if you will, that, that God has been speaking to Moses, Moses has been speaking to the people, and the people respond says in verse 3 of chapter 24, says, When Moses went and told the people all the Lord's words and laws, they responded with one verse, Everything the Lord has said, we will do. And so Moses wrote all of that down um, and then started consecrating this, offering this, making this a special moment where the people knew what they were doing. They were remembering this moment. Now, this is This is important for us, again, kind of some foreshadowing here, that the people are making this covenant with God. They are recognizing who God is, recognizing the laws that God has given, uh, and they have responded that they will do that. And then they responded again, we will do everything the Lord has said, we will obey. And now I want to talk just a minute about that. That that word obey is kind of uh, an interesting word, it probably should is closer to understand, we will understand, we will do, and we will understand. And this is an important thing because sometimes we don't understand the things that God asks us to do. It doesn't make sense. It's like, well, why would you do that? Um, But if we do them, that can lead to understanding because it is important for us to understand why we are doing what we do. Why do you live the way that you do? Because if you do not understand, if you do not seek to understand, right, then it is easy just to cast it off. For example, and this is this is a controversial one. I get it. We're in 2021. We may we went through the 60s with free love and all of that and our ideas of sexual norms has changed drastically. Right? But a biblical understanding is that sex is designed to be practiced within the marriage, and it is a a gift, and it is a blessing, it is designed with a committed relationship between a man and a woman. Now, if we just don't 
try to understand that and we compare it to the sexual norms of 2021, we're just going to say that's ridiculous. We're not even going to try to do that. That doesn't make any sense at all. But if you recognize the big picture of how this works together, right? you recognize, oh, that actually makes some degree of sense. Right? Again, I know we're listening to this with our 2021 eyes and ears. It's hard. But imagine the, the problems that would be eliminated if we tried to live up to these uh, ethical and moral principles that God has, has put before us. Just, just think of all the things that would, would uh, be better. And, and that's, that's hard for us. And so sometimes we, we want to try to understand uh, before we start doing, right? Maybe the most important thing for us to do is, hey, let's start living the way God wants us to so that then we will be able to start understanding, so that we will be able to see, okay, here's why uh, this, this is the way that God calls us to live. I just encourage you to think about that um, and you know, on, on some of the things that, that we, we find very difficult to, to do, uh, we need to at least strive to start living according to the way that God has called us to live. Right? And, and that, I think, does lead to some understanding, and we're not always going to get it perfectly right because sometimes there are cultural things, and okay, maybe that needs to change. That's not exactly what it's talking about. Right? But we need to at least make a, a part of entering into a relationship with God. Is just not, it's not just accepting that Jesus is Lord and Savior. Right? It's actually saying, well, now I'm going to do what, what we say we are going to do. Uh, we are going to obey. That is important uh, in our faith today, just as it was important uh, for the people then. So verse, uh, chapter 24 uh, continues on. The, uh, the covenant is uh, established again and reiterated. And then Moses goes up on the mountain uh, for 40 days and 40 nights. Right? So that, that 40 is always about God's the, uh, completeness, completeness of the fullness of time. Um, and so, so he is up there for 40 days. Um, we're going to see how that causes problems. But while he's up there, um, God continues to speak to, to Moses um, and is, is going through uh, instructions to continue to give and to relay to the people. Um, verse 25, and really from 25 uh, through 31, um, I, I encourage you to read it, but it is just very detailed uh, instruction on the rituals of how uh, the people are going to relate to God. Right? How, are they, how are they going to relate to God uh, through the tabernacle, um, through uh, you know, worship, things like that. All right? So we look at that, and honestly, there's not a direct application. I don't, this isn't saying that this is what we need to be doing. Um, right? We don't all have to need to create a tabernacle that we carry with us all of the time. Uh, but this was for that time, that group of people, and it was very specific. Um, and and it, there's a couple reasons uh, why, which we'll get into uh, later. Uh, there's some, some things that are kind of interesting in this. But I want to focus most on chapter 25, uh, verse 1, uh, uh, the first couple verses. It says, The Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to bring me an offering you are to receive the offering for me from each man whose heart 
prompts him to give. All right, now this is just a simple thing, a, a little <laughs> kind of thought, but it's very different from what God has been doing. See, God has been talking about uh, ethical things, the way that you treat people, the morals that you live by. And God, he's not saying, well, if you, if you have a heart to do that, then you shouldn't murder someone. Right? Then you should treat people with respect. Right? There's a difference here between ethical behavior right, and behavior that relates to our direct relation with God. Right? The rituals, the way that we worship God. Uh, I want, want to kind of unpack this a little bit because I think this is important. Um, there are things that God tells us to do that are beneficial for everyone, no matter who you are. Ethical standards in the Bible make a difference and a positive difference for everyone. And if people do that, it doesn't really matter if they believe in God. It doesn't even matter necessarily their intentions. If you do good ethical moral behavior that is laid out in Scripture, it leads to doing good in the world around you. Right? Now, so intentions are not as important. And so when God is giving those laws, it's like, no, this is what you do. I don't care if you want to do it or not. This is what you do because this is what leads to goodness, right? not evil. A good example of this. You know, there are numerous people, and, and I'm working on, on this, but there are people who donate to, to basically have hospitals built. This has been happening throughout for, for many, many, many years, right? And there's hospitals that are named after donors who have given millions of dollars. Like, like I said, my check is on the way. It hasn't cleared yet, so construction hasn't begun on the Thomas Hospital. But one of these days, maybe it will be, right? Now, the intent behind that, honestly, doesn't really matter all that much, right? People who go to that hospital are going to be able to receive care, are going to, to be able to experience healing, are going to be well taken care of. It doesn't matter if the person who gave the money is a good God-fearing person or not. They could technically be a scumbag and a horrible person, and they could have been donating that money just to get their name in the paper or for just the tax write-off. Right? But the goodness that comes from that is still good. Right? So when it comes to ethical and moral living, if you choose to do things that are ethical and moral that are biblically based, it leads to goodness whether you're good or not. Right? Even if you're trying to, to manipulate it. Right? Which is, again, one of the things that God has been doing. He says, this, you do this, it does, I'm not giving any conditions on it. I don't care where your heart is. Right? I don't care how you feel about it. You don't murder someone, right? Those, that, that is, it's a, a moral imperative, right? But when Jesus, or excuse me, when God starts talking to Moses about, and, and this goes for the next many chapters, it's very detailed what God wants uh, the people to do and how, and how they are to worship him and to relate to him. And it requires giving of gold and jewels and wealth, right? And the way that he starts off, he says, you are to receive the offering for me from each man whose heart prompts him 
to give. There was no requirement. They weren't required to give to do this. This was more focused on their relationship to God. That's where intention means everything. Right? Do, we, do we truly want to relate to God? Do we truly want to enter into a relationship with Him? Now, obviously, I believe that by entering into a, a true relationship with Him, that that leads to striving to live an ethical and moral life. But you can have a no relationship with God and you can still live ethically. But God desires for us to live more than just ethically and morally. He wants that. That brings about good in the world rather than evil. And I think, unfortunately, our society is choosing not to follow those biblical ethical principles, and we're seeing a lot of evil around. So God obviously wants us to live that moral, ethical life, but He also desires for us to have a relationship with Him. But you know what? That's not based on just following law. That's based on the prompting of your heart. Do you desire to have that relationship with Him? Do you desire to go and to worship and to learn more about Him. That is important for us to understand. And there's subtle differences there, um, but to me it just jumps out off the page where when he's been talking about all of these ethical, moral things, there's really no wiggle room. It's like, this is what you should do. Right? And uh, I don't care about your intention. I don't care about that. Do what is right. But then when he gets to actually how we're going to relate to him, he says, that comes from each man's heart. I, want, I desire for them to give me my heart, their heart. I'm not going to force them to give their jewels to make this tabernacle. And that's, it's going to be their choice. And I just encourage you as you read the rest of this, you'll see quite a bit of, of interesting things. It talks about the priest. It starts talking about the, uh, you know, the, uh, the altars and the burning of incense, things like that. Um, you see that throughout. It's very interesting. Read through that. Uh, chapter 30 uh, gets there. I just want to hit a couple of things. as we uh, Chapter 30 that jumped out, uh, verse 15. So it's talking about the atonement. Right, and, and a kind of a ritual of atonement. And it says, uh, all who cross over those 20 years old or more are to give an offering to the Lord. Uh, and it's, it's a half a shekel. Uh, it says, the rich are not to give more than half a shekel, and the poor are not to give less when you make the offering to the Lord to atone for your lives. Isn't that, again, this idea and this principle that we are all created in the image of God. That, uh, and whenever it comes to the atonement, that the rich, many, sometimes we think, well, I can just give more and, and I will be looked higher upon. God will look higher upon me because I give so much more. No, it says, no, everyone will give the same. You know, and, and this, this, again, important basic principle understanding that God sees us as all individuals created by him who have equal value are and are equally important to him. And then 
uh, chapter 31 uh, ends uh, with a great, great verse. It says, when the Lord finished speaking to Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him the two tablets of the testimony, the tablets of stone inscribed by the finger of God. <laughs> That's just, it's just uh, what, a, what a wonderful kind of conclusion to this of how important this is, of how much uh, uh, vital it is for the people uh, to understand this way of relating to each other. So an ethical way of relating, but also how they relate to God and how they worship God. And all of this was written down by the finger of God. What a, what a powerful moment, what a powerful 40 days between God and Moses. And you can imagine how Moses must be feeling right now. He is on, he's literally on the mountaintop experience, right? And next Tuesday, chapter 32 comes along. And oh, how things can change rapidly. So I encourage you next, for next Tuesday, read just two chapters, chapter 32 and 33. And we'll pick that up on Tuesday. Hope that you have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.